Hey, funny people. Thanks for joining me here on this episode of Four Cents of Podcast. We're going to have some fun because I've got something to talk about. So stay tuned. Hello, funny people, and welcome once again to Four Cents of Podcast. I am your host, Ian Martinez-Kassmeyer, and this is the Weekly Waffle here on Four Cents of Podcast. I do hope that you've enjoyed the episodes that I've done so far for Season 2. There's three of them already up, two Reader's Corners, and last week's Weekly Waffle. I hope you have been, you know, finding something amusing in them. Um... So what do I want to talk about to begin with? Well, one of the things that I found astonishing that I just wanted to briefly discuss with all of you, since I have you here, is the surprising success of this show. You know, when I started doing this show uh, last summer, I really started doing it because I couldn't socialize with my friends. I couldn't go out and see them. I couldn't hang out with them. I couldn't... um, I I couldn't, uh, you know, talk to them really, I mean, we texted back and forth, and we kept up with each other on social media, but we all miss so much because of the quarantine and the, uh, you know, and, and the virus, obviously, with the pandemic going on, we didn't want to endanger people, we didn't want to endanger each other, so I started doing this as just an extra way of being able to communicate with the outside world, and to my surprise... It was embraced by a wide audience. Not a massive audience, because I don't ever expect anything I do to appeal to a lot of people, but to a, to a considerable audience just all over the world. And it's, it just it, it shocks me. Just to give you an idea, just, so you know I'm not lying, um, I've actually written down all the names of the countries in which apparently you all are listening to me. And I do hope you'll forgive me for being a little bit self-indulgent for doing this, but it just, it shocks me that so many people are actually listening to my nonsense. Um, So obviously the biggest part of my audience resides here in the United States. Um, That doesn't surprise me. I speak American English. I guess I have American sensibilities since I was raised here and I grew up here and it's it's in my bones I'm I'm in many ways I am really very American but astonishingly enough just about 30% of the people who listen to this show come from other parts of the world other countries and here's just a rundown of all of them so obviously the US then Belgium, the UK, Australia, Germany, Canada, duh, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, the Philippines, Ireland, France, India, Spain, Austria, the United Arab Emirates, Switzerland, Russia, Portugal, New Zealand, Brazil, Greece, uh, Argentina, Slovenia, Uruguay, Mexico, Singapore, Egypt, Kenya, South Africa, Malta, Finland, Taiwan, excuse me, uh, Sweden, Malaysia, South Korea, 
Colombia, Indonesia, and Slovakia. I hope I said that last one right. Um, <laughs> and I don't know about any of you, but it, it, here's here's what astonishes me. Okay, the English-speaking countries like the UK, like Canada, like South Africa, Kenya. I know they speak English in Kenya, Australia, New Zealand, to a certain extent the Philippines, because、um, the United States obviously had a presence there for a period of time, and English kind of seeped into the language.、Uh, South Africa, Egypt, you know, those those countries kind of make sense. But then <laughs> there's all these other countries where English is not a first language. Um, probably most astonishing to me is the fact that the country that listens to me second most, and has consistently been listening to this show、um, throughout you know the year that it's basically existed, has been Belgium. And I, I thought for a while why the hell that was. Why is the second largest chunk of my audience in Belgium? And then I remembered, oh yeah, Belgium has had a really rough time of it during the pandemic, because yeah, I think there's been a number of lockdowns. I don't know if one's still going on now, but there were a number of lockdowns. People were not allowed to go to work. They were just expected by the government to basically stay in their houses and be nice Belgian people. And so, of course, if you're expected to stay in your house all day with nothing to do, you can't go to your job. I assume some of those people adapted to working remotely, but then you've also still got all this other free time. Like, what do you do on your weekends? What do you do Friday night? What do you do? And so, of course, if you're bored out of your mind, you're gonna listen to some randos podcast on. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a try. Let's listen to this random person from the United States and see what he has to say about the nonsense going on in the world. So I don't know what it is, but I, I thank you, Belgium, for listening to me. Okay, the UK and Australia, New Zealand,、uh, Ireland—that those countries all make sense to me because, as、um, you know, they speak English. Again, that that makes sense. But then, you know. And and even countries like Denmark and the Netherlands, because I know there are people who speak English there,、uh, you know, because most people who live in Europe tend to be polyglots,、uh, unlike here in the United States. Unless you're an immigrant and you come here and you learn English, but then you have the language that you came from. But then there are just some really really strange countries like Russia. Who the fuck is listening to me in Russia right now? That makes absolutely no sense,、um, and unless, of course,、um, what's his name, Edward Snowden, is listening to me right now. He and his wife—they're—they're they're both listening. That accounts for my Russian audience. <laughs>、um, and and then, of course, to have countries in Asia—you know, Singapore,、um, Taiwan, South Korea—you know, those countries, Indonesia. Who's listening to me in Indonesia? Seriously. Um, I assume it's like one person and like five Komodo dragons or something like that. <laughs> I have to laugh at my own jokes. I'm sorry.、Um, there's nobody else here, so of course I have to be the laugh track as well.、Um, it, it just it, it astonishes me that all the 39 countries in total, including the United States. Uh, and I'm I'm flattered. I'm sorry that you all have nothing better to do with your time than to listen to me. <laughs>、um, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it, and I just hope that、um, 
you all find this show, whatever it is, whatever aspect about this show that you enjoy, because I assume it's not the sound of my voice, uh, because even I don't enjoy the sound of my own voice. That might surprise you, considering that I do a podcast, but even I do not enjoy the sound of my voice. As a matter of fact, I do a podcast specifically so that way I can force other people to listen to the sound of my voice, and I don't have to. Um, but I, I gotta admit, out of this list, you know, out of this list, let's see, the country that I'm proudest of having finally cracked, um, would probably be the Spanish-speaking countries. I mean, Argentina, Uruguay, Mexico, uh, Mexico, and Colombia. I'm flattered that anybody is listening to me in those countries. And then, of course, there are other people, like, you know, other countries, like Kenya. Now, I know Kenya, out of, you know, out of all African countries, it probably doesn't have nearly the same number of problems that um, some other African countries do, some other countries on the continent have, but at the same time, it's also Kenya. (laughs) I know they speak English in Kenya, because it used to be a British colony, but... You know, don't it's 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 still sort of part of the the developing world. Don't you have anything better to do than to listen to some randos podcast from the United States? You know, <laughs> but I find it flattering. You know, the one person in Kenya who's listening to me and has continued to listen to me, and that's just astonishing to me. The fact that this show has been on and the episodes have been there. You know, they've been available across. You know, it, it is six or seven different platforms, and people kept listening to it even when I wasn't doing episodes regularly. So there was something about it that clearly touched a nerve in people. I can't tell what that thing is. Uh, if I did, I would bottle it, distill it, trademark it, and then sell it on eBay. But of course, I can't because I don't know what it is. So I only hope that. Um, Now that I'm back, now that I'm doing regular episodes, at least all the way through um, the end of the summer, I I do hope that you'll continue to listen to me, that you'll continue to enjoy this show. Uh, But aside from that, you know, I gotta admit this, aside from that, I, I, I gotta admit this has been a pretty odd week, because it was Memorial Day weekend here in the U.S., I assume to the international folks, you guys have no idea what that is, nor do you care. But the Memorial Day weekend, it's basically an excuse for us not to work on Monday most of the time. But it was also um, obviously a day for us to remember those who have fallen in, you know, the many, many wars that we've had and are still going on. And, you know, I know that that mess going on in uh, between... um, between the Palestinians and, the, and and Jerusalem, I really, in Israel, I just hope that everything works out over there, because that just, I've seen some videos, like the other day I was looking at a vid of uh, the so-called uh, Iron Dome, or whatever it is, this, this incredible defense system that Israel apparently has, and it was, it's a video of somebody standing behind one of these automated cannons, that's then being fired at, I'm assuming, by a personless drone. And the shots are coming in, and you can see them. That's how rapid fire they are. You can see them, and they almost look like 
you know, blaster bolts from uh, uh, something out of Star Wars because they're red hot and they're hitting and they're exploding. And then all of a sudden, once once that subsides, the the actual machinery kicks in, the defense system actually kicks in, and they're firing off shots at that rapid pace. And you can see them, you can follow the bullet lines, and it takes down this mechanical drone within, you know, two rounds of this this rapid-fire machine gun blasting. And it's absolutely terrifying. And I can, I can totally see why, um, you know, whenever people speak of Israel's army, they, they shudder, because it really is. I mean, if they've got technology like that, it's astonishing and terrifying. Um, but I do hope that that conflict does subside at some point. We also, unfortunately, got the news uh, very recently, or I got some bad news recently. It really wasn't news regarding me, but it was regarding uh, certain vaccine effectiveness. So, very recently, the the um, I think it's the World Health Organization has taken to renaming um, the different variants that have occurred, cropped up in the world, different variants of the COVID-19 strain that's uh, that's begun to mutate, you know, they used to call it the UK strain or the India strain, wherever it originated, which of course is ridiculous. But in this case, they've renamed it using Greek letters, and the Delta strain, which was first discovered in India, uh, has apparently shown some pretty prominent resistance to the Pfizer vaccine which is one of the two main vaccines that's used here in the United States, the Pfizer and the Moderna are the two, and they're the two shots that apparently uh, require two shots, um, versus the AstraZeneca and the Johnson & Johnson, uh, which each require one. They aren't as effective as the the Moderna and the the Pfizer, but they also um, have that unfortunate side effect of, of causing blood clots in people, which is, you know, not fun, <laughs> obviously. Uh, my mother once had a blood clot, but that's a story for another time. It's 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 an unpleasant experience, um, and apparently it's it's the one that out of all of the vaccines has the weakest antibody response to the Delta variant, which on the which is terrifying and frightening because out of all of them it's probably the one that's most trusted here in the u.s um simply because it's the one that many people have said has the least worst side effects Uh, i've people i've been reading horror stories in the last couple of months on twitter of people in the writing community that i've been a part of for the last couple of years and People have been uh, describing their symptoms about, you know, the nausea and the vomiting and the uh, and the uh, and the, you know, not feeling well and having the flu-like symptoms for almost a month after they got the first or second shot and just feeling like they were going to die or, you know, and even one person at one point said that uh, the the virus, uh, not the virus, the vaccine, the second shot caused their father who had um, has heart arrhythmia caused them to go out of rhythm uh, as a result of getting the second vaccine. First one, fine. Second shot, on the other hand, it threw them completely out of rhythm and they had to be jolted. He had to be jolted back into normal, um, 
normal heart rhythm, which is terrifying when you think about it, especially considering the, the prospect now of potentially having to get another shot. Um, you know, and, and, and if that comes, so be it. You know, I, I'm willing to take a booster every year from now on you know, in order to avoid getting this sickness, because I, I've also heard horror stories of people dying, so I will, I will bear another shot in order to live. <laughs> but I, I, I do have to say, this is, this is unfortunate, because it means that the virus has, has mutated, and we have to be equally careful. We have to be careful. Um, now, not only with the international travel, but we have to be careful with, with making sure that this doesn't keep happening. Because the last thing we need is to go from all catching one virus to catching 15 different versions of this. So we, we just have to we have to grin and bear it. So that means washing your hands, wearing that mask, and maybe not open air, but possibly in, you know, enclosed spaces. I know it's uncomfortable. I know it sucks. And I know it sucks because all the masks I have are just, you know, they're the kind that have a little crease, a little um, piece of metal that you can crease over your nose so it becomes airtight. And I have to tell you, when you've been wearing one of those for even 20 minutes, breathing becomes <laughs> its own kind of chore because you feel like all you're doing is breathing in the same breath of air again and again and again and again. And I would love to stop doing that, but I also enjoy living a lot more than I'm sure I would enjoy death. So, be smart, folks. Be smart. But in the meantime, uh, let's go ahead and get started with the show. Uh, I think you're going to enjoy this episode, and you're certainly going to enjoy the last piece of this episode. I'll do a little intro. <laughs> if you're if you're vaccine conscious, and you care about getting vaccinated, um, or you know somebody who refuses to get vaccinated, I strongly urge you at some point to play for them this last section of this show, because um, maybe it'll convince them otherwise. It might also cause them to dig in their heels, <laughs> heels because basically what I do is I, I'm going to spend several minutes calling anybody who's an anti-vaxxer an idiot. So stick around for that, um, and enjoy the rest of the show. <laughs> Like I said earlier, I'm just flattered and uh, slightly amazed and slightly disturbed by the fact that people from 39 different countries actually have been listening to this show since the episodes went up and have been, you know, finding it and been listening to it and enjoying it uh, in their own weird little ways. And, and the fact that so many people from so many different countries, you know, 38 countries, many of which don't speak English, it, it, it really kind of lightens my heart. It, 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 I find it quite heartening by the fact that so many people have been doing that, not just for my own personal vanity, but it just shows something really wonderful about people in general, that no matter what language they speak, no matter where they come from, no matter their culture, their background, it's very, very clear by the fact that so many people from so many different countries listen to this show, it proves one truly universal thing about humans, that no matter where you're from, everybody, every people is capable 
of having poor taste. Hey, Bob. What? It looks like we've got another problem. Oh, great. What is it this time? Well, apparently there's some trouble down in the cafeteria between a couple of the members of the staff. What are they arguing about? Well, hold on a second. Let me get Billy on the line. He'll, he'll know what's going on. Hey, Billy. Hey! Um, I got Bob here, Billy. Could you explain to him the situation that's going on in the cafeteria right now? Oh, yeah. Hey, Bob. Yeah, apparently a fist fight and a food fight kind of broke out down here over whether or not everybody should be vaccinated. It's like, and, and like right now they're throwing mashed potatoes at people, and now they're throwing plates, and... Oh, shit! Somebody just threw a chair at my head. Oh, this is getting out of hand. Everybody wants to know whether or not anybody's vaccinated and not, or whether or not they're going to, and it's just... Ah! Glass of water, sorry. See what I mean, Bob? Oh, boy. Well, I guess we're just gonna have to call security and hopefully get those people under control. Well, I know that, but what are we gonna do in the meantime? I mean, the show's still running. Well, obviously, we're gonna run an ad, dumbass. Buy us some time until the cops get here if we need to. Okay, um... Sorry, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. This episode of Four Cents a Podcast is brought to you today by the NALA, the National Association of Limerick Aficionados. At NALA, our members revel in the saucy, suggestive, bawdy, and raunchy world of language. We compose, archive, and celebrate the glory that is the Limerick. Join us online at NALA.org and sign up for a free weekly newsletter where you'll receive a new Limerick every week straight to your smartphone or computer. This week's Limerick is a real kicker. A woman named Betty LaRue said a chocolate cake wouldn't do. The flavor clashes you see with fine charcuterie. Together they taste like old shoe. Visit nala.org for more linguistic fun today. So the title of this piece that I'm going to read to you is If you're an anti-vaxxer, you're a special kind of stupid. Which I think tells you everything that you need to know about what's in store for all of you still listening to this show. Um, I wrote this piece originally for my blog, uh, and it appeared a couple of months ago, just after the first several vaccines were announced and that they were going into circulation. At the time, of course... um, not everybody could get them. They were basically being administered to people in the medical field, you know, first responders, uh, frontline workers on the on the medical world, and um, 
and, and old folks, you know, people who were particularly susceptible to the virus because they have compromised immune systems or they're just aged and they have medical conditions and, you know, they, they, don't, they don't have uh, the same robustness that somebody who's in their 20s like myself would be able to, uh, to, to handle. But uh, once they started becoming more widely available, and they did beginning uh, two months ago, at the beginning of April, uh, and even before that, I saw all of this ridiculous propaganda from anti-vaxxer groups just cropping up. All these people who firmly believed, largely because a certain former uh, POTUS told them that it was so, that this whole thing was a hoax. And I also saw a whole bunch of people claiming that they weren't going to get the vaccines because the government was telling them to do so, that they weren't going to get the vaccines because they didn't want to be treated as a fucking guinea pig. They weren't going to get the vaccines because, you know, they didn't want to deal with all the byproducts that were in them. Which, at this point, like, for fuck's sake, that's all I could think of at that time. Um, like, just... Really? You're going to go through this? That, 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 it, it caused a, an originally just kind of a dismissive sense of annoyance to roil and grow into something akin to a geyser beginning, you know, starting up to erupt. It was just blind, boiling fury uh, that these people were being so ignorant and, do, and claiming these things, making these false accusations twisting facts, you know, <laughs> tw- posting data, you know, I, I mean, that that ridiculous uh, study that vaccines cause autism got circulated on the internet, and it went through the grist mill of bullshit um, again, even though that, that paper's been disputed and has been proven to be wrong many times over, and yet it still gets circulated as if it's fact. Um, there's just something that really annoys me about people who are otherwise intelligent, and yet they choose to believe absolute nonsense. Um, they choose to believe absolute nonsense, or they choose to believe that the government that, uh, of their country... Now, if you, if you lived in some place like, say, North Korea... Um, I would understand having a certain skepticism about uh, your government wanting what's best for you. <laughs> but, but you know, we live here, okay, I don't trust a politician and like anybody else, but we live here. And also, the government's not actually funding any of these, as far as we know. They might be funding a little bit, but they, the companies that founded these things... You know, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, all these things. You know, they, they're, they're private industry. America loves private industry, and yet now we're treating it like, you know, there's no way in hell I'm taking that. I don't know what's in it. Like, So, the only way that I could deal with this intense, annoying, and, you know, so that way I didn't walk around just raging all the time, knowing that there are people in the world, people in my own country, who don't believe that this virus is a serious threat. They don't believe they're ever going to catch it. And if somebody they know does catch it, um, it, it's, you know, they're pulling a prank on them. I don't know. So the only way I could deal with it eventually was to just write it out. Write it out. Because that's how I deal with my emotions sometimes, especially when they're incredibly intense, is to write it out, get it out of my system, and then I then it becomes something else. Then it becomes something that I, I can manipulate and deal with and, and 
you know, not have to carry inside me anymore. So, this is your content warning. If you're listening to this right now and you're an anti-vaxxer, then I firmly do believe you're a special kind of stupid. And it's about time, it's about time that somebody calls you out on your bullshit. And that's what I'm about to do. So, brace yourself. Or, stop listening right now. You've been warned. I will not argue with anti-vaxxers because there is no argument. I'll say that again. There is no argument. Viruses are dangerous, which is why we developed vaccines. That life expectancy has gone up since we developed the earliest vaccines proves one thing. Vaccines work. As far as I'm concerned, if you're an anti-vaxxer, you're a fucking idiot. Many of you anti-vaxxers, believe it or not, actually got vaccines when you were a kid, though you may not remember. Why did you? Because your parents loved you and wanted you to live for God knows why. You know what that makes you? A grandfathered-in hypocrite. You've benefited from a resource that you're now denying to the next generation and to yourself. Shame on you. Sadly, your parents' love was misplaced. Rather than growing up to be a productive member of society, you spend your days manipulating statistics, ignoring facts, and spreading misinformation. So as far as I'm concerned, if you're listening to this and you're an anti-vaxxer, I don't give a shit if I offend you. You're a special kind of stupid. And this isn't ranting and raving, either, because I have some evidence to support my claim. Consider, if you will, the following. If you're listening to this, and you seriously believe that vaccines cause autism, you're a special kind of stupid. If you're listening to this, and you seriously believe that the vaccines are just a ruse to implant tracking devices into your body, you're a special kind of stupid. We already have tracking devices attached to our bodies. We call them smartphones. If you're listening to this, and you seriously think it would be better for your kid to catch polio, rather than take Jonas Salk's vaccine, you're a special kind of stupid. If you're listening to this and you seriously think it would be better for your kid to catch whooping cough rather than take a vaccine, you're a special kind of stupid. If you're listening to this and you seriously think your kid would be better off catching diphtheria than take a vaccine, you're a special kind of stupid. If you're listening to this and you seriously think it would be better for your kid to contract smallpox rather than take the vaccine, you're a special kind of stupid. If you're listening to this and you seriously believe it would have been better for your kid to catch swine flu rather than take the vaccine, you're a special kind of stupid. If you're listening to this and you seriously think it's better to let your kid catch chicken pox rather than take the vaccine, you're a special kind of stupid. 
If you're listening to this and you seriously think it's better to let your kid catch measles rather than take the vaccine for it, you're a special kind of stupid. You're also one of the stupid fucks who caused that outbreak at Disneyland and ruined everyone's vacation. Shame on you again. If you're listening to this and you seriously think it'd be a better idea to let tetanus run its course after your kid steps on a rusty nail instead of running to get a shot, you're a special kind of stupid. If you're listening to this and you seriously think it'd be better to let your kid risk catching the mumps instead of getting them vaccinated, you're a special kind of stupid. If you're listening to this and you seriously think that if a rabbit, dog, or bat bit your kid, that would be better for them to die of rabies rather than take them to the doctor to get the needed shots, you're a special kind of stupid. Every last one of those conditions that I just listed has a vaccine available to combat it. The COVID-19 vaccines are a miracle of modern medicine. When the pandemic began, most experts projected that it would take about 18 months to two years to develop one vaccine. But look at us now. Four. The AstraZeneca, also known as the Oxford, the Johnson Johnson, the Moderna, and the Pfizer, all of which are over 90% effective, are here. We, as in humanity, developed four vaccines to counteract one virus in about nine months. Nine fucking months. Exactly half the time that was originally projected, if we were being generous. That is amazing. That is astonishing. That is evidence of humanity's indomitable will to survive and thrive. And that anyone would rather risk ending up on a ventilator, or in a coffin, or in an urn with your ashes, rather than take two doses of a vaccine or one dose if you get one of the other two, one of the Johnson or Johnson's or one of the AstraZeneca's, then you are undoubtedly a special kind of stupid. like to quickly say one thing because I am aware that um, a lot of people have a problem with this piece because and I didn't realize this but until recently but apparently there is a section of people who firmly believe that we should stop using the word stupid and all the synonyms that people commonly use, like dumb and moronic and so forth, and because they believe that it is ableist language, that using those words is apparently by default offensive towards people who actually do have developmental disabilities, uh, or not disabilities, but developmental disorders, or have conditions like, say, mental retardation, some forms of autism, 
you know, conditions that, or even learning disabilities, so the, all these things that in some way are stifling to the development of a person's intellect. And I just want to quickly say, first of all, I don't use that word, I don't use the word stupid in this piece as a way of offending those people. As a matter of fact, I, I firmly believe that, you know, to call somebody stupid for something like a developmental disability or development, excuse me, I keep using that word disability, but a developmental disorder um, or learning disability or any of those things is, is cruel and mean and unnecessary. Uh, and just downright rude. I mean, why would you do that? So I don't intend to offend anybody in that sense. I do intend, but what I want to make clear is why exactly I choose to use that word. First of all, it's just a long-standing habit. It's the only word that seems to convey the kind of contempt that I have for people who make, who don't have any kind of disorder or condition or disability that would impair them from making a, a, a proper judgment call. I'm talking about those people who have average or even above average intelligence, maybe even higher than average intelligence, who choose to negate it in favor of going with what they feel or believing things that don't come from evidence but depend on their sources. So they believe it because some person who agrees with them on some other issue says it and they don't, they, they don't think for themselves. That's really what it comes down to. That's what I mean by when I use the word stupid. I mean it in a sense to describe somebody who suspends their own ability to make their own calls tosses aside common sense, and does something really without thinking about it. You know, those sorts of people, in my mind, are stupid. And so, don't get it twisted. I don't mean to say this to offend anybody who has, you know, one of those, those conditions that I've been trying to list and trying to be nice about, because I'm still learning this whole thing. But at the same time, I do mean to offend other people. So, just so you know, if you're not in if you're not in the line of fire here, it's not everybody. It's just certain idiots who seem bent on ignoring facts, ignoring evidence, ignoring common sense in favor of something what is common in favor of something else. What is the opposite of common sense? Nincompoopery or something like that. Hey, funny people. Thanks for spending some time with me here on Four Cents a Podcast. Until next we meet, stay safe, stay healthy, and bear in mind the words of the great poet Langston Hughes, Folks, birthin' is hard, and dyin' is mean, so get yourself a little lovin' in between. I'll see you next time.